With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good Saturday evening. The Tennessee Volunteers handle Vanderbilt by a final score of 48-24. to I'm Eric Kane alongside Austin Price and Brent Hubbs. Senior day, Austin, it was a game Tennessee was expected to win. Handedly, it did. But the story of the night, one senior in particular, and that was Joe Milton. Yeah, six total touchdowns. Uh, you know, it was fantastic. Four through the year, uh, two on the ground, and, you know, was very efficient. Um, you know, worked all parts of the field. Um, you know, uh, you know, he finally had kind of that, you know, moment. Now, Vanderbilt's not very good. I get that. But, I mean, you know, I mean, there have been times where he's played teams that weren't very good, and he's still not been as efficient as he was tonight. And, uh, you know, I mean, f- finally had that 300-yard game hover, almost super 400 yards. Yeah, he did. He played. I mean, look, he made quick decisions, got the ball out of his hands. Ball placement was the best it's been all season long, uh, regardless of who they played. I mean, this is the same guy who threw for 100 yards against Texas A&M and, you know, couldn't hit guys in stride against Austin P earlier in the year. So give, give credit where credit is due. I don't care what the competition looks like. Uh, this is the Joe Milton that uh, everybody was hoping to see all season long, and, and he played his best on senior night in, in Knoxville against the Vanderbilt team that – you know, put up a, a guy, you know, a guy at fight offensively. They did some nice things offensively and some misdirection stuff to try to give, you know, Tennessee's defensive problems. But the story of the night's Joe Milton because that's the best he's played in his Tennessee career. Yeah, for you, Austin, kind of what, what was the difference in Joe? I mean, you know, it's you put up those numbers against anybody. It doesn't matter who you're playing. That's still impressive. But was it because Vanderbilt was not very good? Was it because pressure didn't get to Joe Milton much more? Was it because his receivers were beating man-on-man coverage? What was the difference in Joe Milton that nearly threw for her? You talked about first game throwing for over 300 yards, almost threw for 400 yards, and, of course, six total TDs. Well, you know, he's gotten better over the course of the season. Now, again, the, the offense has sputtered out. I mean, it's not been able to convert in the red zone, and, you know, it's, you know, 17 total points in the last two weeks, you know, going into this one. But, I mean, he's still been more efficient. He's been more accurate uh, the back part of the year. So the accuracy was there. And, again, Vanderbilt's just not very good at creating pressure. So when he don't, you know, have a ton of time and he did a few a few nice plays where he was able to avoid you know uh you know you know people in the backfield step aside shake off a would-be uh defender that was trying to get him down and, and make a play and, and even a few that he weren't, wasn't able to make he still was able to keep the play alive get the ball downfield get out of the pocket and and if it was incomplete it was incomplete and you live to fight another down at second and ten or third and ten instead of second and fifteen or third and fifteen after a sack yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, the other thing he did was work the middle of the football field, which we've just not seen them do on a consistent basis. There are games where they seem to trust him. There are games where they don't. This was a game they trusted him because he played well early. He hit Keaton on a, on a middle-of-the-field throw down the field. He had a good game. Uh, he did. Keaton played well. But, I mean, I, you know, I think the biggest thing is they used all parts of the field. It, it wasn't just, you know, just the outside stuff. And they got him in a rhythm. And, and again, Vanderbilt didn't put up the, the greatest fight defensively. But – Joe threw the ball on time and made quick decisions. Jalen Rodgers surpasses uh, 1,000 yards on the ground. First Tennessee running back to do so since Jalen Hurd in 2015. Uh, first Tennessee or the 19th Tennessee running back to ever do that. And also in the first quarter, it felt like, well, is he going to do it? Because his first three carries, two yards. 
first six plays did not hand the, hand the football off. But he had a really <laughs> he had a really strong second quarter, and again, just icing on the cake to a, a fantastic year for him. Yeah, correct. I mean, he ends up with you know eleven carries, seventy five yards. I mean, you know, kind of kept his average right around seven again, like six point eight or whatever it was. I'm, you know, uh, they're going to miss him. Uh, I doubt he plays the bowl game. So you know, I mean, when you get to whatever destination that is, I think this team's going to look a lot different. Don't expect Tyler Barron to play in the bowl game. Um, don't think you probably would be able to at least play the first half, even if, you know, because I think they'll go back and review it. If they reviewed Jawan Jennings, you know, deal a few years ago and kept him out the first half in Jacksonville, I can't imagine that they're not going to review Tyler Barron. Um, you know, I, I think Jalen Wright's a, a, a potential opt out. I think that there'll be some guys going the portal that, you know, won't be here. Um, so it'll be, this, this team will look different the next time we see it play. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, Jalen Wright, what he did, I mean, He's the guy that backed up all the talk about the buzz, right? There was all the summer buzz about him, and to Jalen Hyatt's credit, he backed that up 100%. And um, Jay Wright, um, Jalen Wright. I'm not sure who I said, but Jalen Wright is the guy that backed it up 100%. And to, to his credit, he played well. He was physical. He made guys, you know, miss, and he, you know, he played through contact and, and had a really good year. So. Um, he should be really pleased with where he's at. I don't know where his draft stock's going to be. We'll see. But uh, the run against Georgia will help him greatly because it shows his speed. He's got some power to go with it. And, um, you know, he, he's a guy who's had just a terrific year. Yeah, he's been phenomenal. And, uh, you know, really, you know, running tonight behind uh, pretty much a backup offensive line. I mean, again, you go in, your two starting tackles, John Campbell, Gerald Mincy, are not playing. Midway through the first quarter, you look down. Jeremiah Crawford, who's one of your starting tackles, is not in. <laughs> Gerald Mitzi is going to the left side. So your starting right tackle, who is playing on one leg, is going to left tackle and playing. Um, you, you had your starting center go down in, in Cooper Mason. So Ollie Lane shifts in. You have Addison Nichols. You have Jackson Lampley filling in for Javante Spragans. Um, very much musical chairs on the offensive front. But, hey, again, you finished with 48 points. You finished with over 600 yards of total offense. It's Vanderbilt, but regardless of who was out there, Vanderbilt had no answer. No, they didn't. I mean, their only answer was to try to, you know, get into a fight with the team and cause a ruckus. Just slowed us down into the longest 330 game. I think Tyler Barron had something to do with that as well. He yeah. did, yeah. but well, I mean. I'll tell you who had the biggest thing to do with that, okay? The officials. What, what a crap job by the officiating yeah. crew. Same, same get, crew that the Tennessee had at Alabama. Yeah, to get control of a football game, okay? Tyler Barron should have been flagged for the first one. Yep. Everybody on the field stopped except for Tyler. He knocked the quarterback down. That's worthy of the penalty. Get the, you know, if you throw the flag there, you eliminate that stuff. Mm -hmm. You let it happen twice, okay? You knew, you knew. I mean, Josh Heupel's on the sideline telling all of his defensive guys, hey, keep your head. He's pointing at his temple like, hey, be smart here, whatever. You knew there was a brawl coming on that next play. Bad job by the officiating crew. Just a really poor job of controlling a football game because you missed a call, then you missed another call, and then you didn't get control by throwing anybody out of the game or even going to review as somebody should be. Hey, we had a brouhaha. The bench is cleared. People left the sideline with no helmet to get involved, but it's all setting. Let's just put the ball down and play. <laughs> they, called, they called 15 yards on Bryson Easton for striking his opponent in the helmet. <laughs> I looked over at AP and I said, I said, what needs to happen for someone to get ejected at this football game? Um, of course, there was a there was a brawl at uh, in the Iron Bowl today. There was a brawl yesterday, Missouri-Arkansas. And, of course, there was uh, one here. Um, look, look at the defense. Um, not Maybe not the cleanest day defensively overall, but 
Uh, you give up one true touchdown drive there in the first half, you give up a field goal, you give up a late touchdown, you give up a late field goal. Um, overall, Brent, what did you see from Tennessee's defense that, again, missing a lot of guys out there? Uh, you know, I mean, they, they settled in, were pretty decent in the second quarter and got going. I think they had six or seven penalties in the second half. I mean, they, they were just not very clean. They're, 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 they just weren't clean in the second half. I mean, they had two blatant rough-in-the-passer calls that, that were just – I mean, just not very smart plays. So not the smartest effort out of those guys. Um, but, but Tennessee had a big lead, and, and it was fine. I mean, they, they played pretty well in the second quarter and the third quarter when, when they only gave up three points. So, um, you know, they gave up 14 and four. But one of those was, you know, D. Williams muffing a punt. Yeah. Gives yeah. them a freebie there. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, it was it was an okay day by the defense. I mean, nothing nothing to me to just go wow about. I mean, there were moments, but there was not – a ton of, wow, they just dominated those guys. Question for you, Brent. Um, Tyler Barron was called offsides, I want to say, three times in this game. And there were a couple others. Is that because it was so frequent? Was that somebody from Vanderbilt going to the official saying, hey, this guy's lining up offsides every single time. Look for it. And they look for it and they call it. Well, I mean, look, it's pretty simple. Don't line up offsides. I mean, it's elementary, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, just don't. I mean, if you do it once and you get caught, okay, they're on to you. Don't. It's not like he was jumping the snap count and being offsides. He was offsides because he was lining up offsides. Um, and, and so, um, again, just not the sharpest day for Tennessee defensively, but it didn't have to be against a Vanderbilt team um, that, that obviously has a hard time scoring points. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think the tight ends were really, really good in this game. We got to talk with both of those guys, McCallum Castles, Jacob Warren, um, after the game. Of course, that video is up on the website right now. Uh, one of the last things I want to I want to discuss is, and again, we have all off season to discuss this. It's fine, but I want to make mention of it right now. I mean, what, what what do we have to do to see some young guys play in this football game? I mean, the game's completely out of hand late in the fourth quarter. Um, it takes forever to get Nico in that game. It takes forever. Some of these younger guys we didn't even see play in this game. Um, we kind of have this conversation a lot. This time it's in a win, so you'd rather have this conversation in a win. But Josh Heupel really doesn't play a whole lot of players. Well, hope it's worth it. I mean, you yeah. know, that's I, what I have to say about it. I mean, you know, I, I don't think anybody in the freshman class is jumping in the portal after freshman year. But, you know, I think there's going to be some sophomores that probably look to, to, to jump in. Um, you know, I in, in a year from now, if some of these freshmen that are soon to be sophomores aren't seeing the action, I'd say you'll see some of them jump in. You can't keep playing guys that are in fifth and sixth year guys. Don't get me wrong. Listen, Callan Castles, Jacob Warren, all those Ollie guys, Lane, you know, Ollie Lane, all those guys played key roles, right? I'm talking about the guys that didn't start, that came in off the bench as fifth year guys. Like, listen, 
That's great, man. I'm proud of those guys. But at the end of the day, you've got to start making a move to some youth. If you don't, you're going to risk losing some of the youth that you went out and recruited here that has talent. You know, you know they, they'll be the first to acknowledge to you how much talent they have in that younger class, but then it doesn't reflect it with the, the, the substitutions in games like tonight. Again, I'm not saying you throw them out there you know, in bad situations, but when you're up 24 points, 28 points, 35 points, I mean, what are we doing? Like, I just don't, I don't, I don't, I don't grasp it. I, I don't understand it. And they can't give me any real reason why that they do what they do. Like, it's not a, not a, nothing real, nothing tangible. Well, I, I mean, I joked with you on the two-minute drill uh, in the movie reference, but it felt like it was records day. Hey, let's get Joe 300 yards. Let's let's see if you can get him an extra touchdown. Get him one more, right? I mean. You're you're going you're going to play next year with Nico as your quarterback. He needs as much work as he can get. And listen, Joe had had a great day. He had had enough. Like there yep. there was no need. In, in I mean there was no more. I thought at one point, okay, maybe they're going to let him have a curtain call, right? They're going to sub then, Nico in after a in play. the middle of a series, yeah. and, and here you go. Instead, they keep him in there and they throw another deep ball to try to get a deep shot. It's it's it almost feels like you're trying to to pad stats or pad records. I mean. Why are you kicking two field goals in the fourth quarter? <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's why are you kicking field goals down by thirty the last couple of weeks? But, but I mean, like today, it's you, know, you got Nico on the field. It's fourth and two. You're up twenty eight. Go for it. Yeah. You know, play those young guys. And it's not just Nico. I think that's the point Austin making. I mean, there's a lot of other positions where you had opportunity. He, I mean, to play some young guys, particularly in the secondary. Yeah, secondary. I mean, like you know. I, Rodney plays his guys. BJ plays his guys. The secondary is a bit of a joke to me. I, I would have this conversation with William Martinez and, and Tim Banks and not blink an eye. Like, I, I understand they don't need to play 50 snaps, but like in a game like tonight, why, you know, and they're going to say, well, Ricky Gibson played. Okay. That's great. What about Jordan Matthews? What about Christian Conyers? What about John Slaughter? All I hear about is how great, I mean, John Slaughter's the best athlete we got in the secondary. I mean, he's going to be bright future, blah, 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 blah. Where's he at? We had Jalen McCullough in there till the end, buddy. And I'm telling you right now, he's out of eligibility. They may go the missing man uh, with him out there next year and, and run up there only with 10 players to start the season. I mean, <laughs> like, they I played just, him till the end. I, listen, I don't want to take anything away from what those seniors accomplished this season and what those seniors accomplished tonight. They deserved every moment they got. And I don't think Austin was taking mm – -hmm. I know he wasn't taking anything away from me. Joe Milton played great tonight. It's the best he's played in his career. But, but Josh Heupel talked on vol calls. He talked post-game uh, tonight afterwards about the challenges of, of, of managing your roster. Part of those challenges is you got to keep everybody engaged. Because, because, listen, those guys are getting DMs from everybody, right? They're getting DMs from the personal trainer. They're getting DMs from their 7-on-7 coach, from family members from guys they met in the recruiting world who are calling them from another school, saying, hey, are you happy? All those types of things. So when you have opportunities to play guys, I think it behooves you to play younger players. And I don't want to take anything away from a veteran, a backup veteran, get an opportunity to play some snaps. But you have to think about your future. You have to think about the assets of your program. And the assets of your program going into 2024 are not the guys finishing up eligibility. The assets of your program are your young players. And you have to do everything you can to keep those guys engaged, which is why, for me personally, 
it was disappointing not to see Nico earlier and not to see some younger players get an opportunity to play in the fourth quarter of this football game, late in the third quarter of this football game. That Tennessee, listen, Eric, they could have played, what, 16 more quarters, 20 more quarters? Vanderbilt's not winning the football yeah. game, mm-hmm. right? They're not going to win the football game. So give those guys some opportunities. I think that's somewhere where Josh Heupel and his staff really have to look at those things, particularly if you're going to play it out the way that they play it out to the final whistle. Give those young guys some opportunities in games that you've got complete control of. I think they're. I think this goes back to two years ago when we saw this in games that they had complete control of and they were slow yep. to get young players in. I think that's something they have to look at and improve upon moving forward. The regular season has come and gone. Tennessee finishes with an eight and four record, four and four in Southeastern Conference play. We'll continue to break down all that was. Tennessee in 2023 and of course look ahead to the bowl game Tennessee's got a bowl game coming up is it going to be the Gator Bowl likely in my opinion we'll see if they can uh, backdoor into the Tampa Bowl or what or what I guess it's the what's that bowl the Outback Bowl what's that bowl called now it's the Outback Bowl to me until they stop <laughs> giving me a blooming onion when I go to one of those things we'll see where Tennessee is uh, but for the final time here at Neyland Stadium in the 2023 season Tennessee a winner over Vanderbilt 48 to 24. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.